and welcome. Today on the Redeeming Faith Podcast, we're talking about evangelism, and more specifically, what is evangelism? I'm your host, Matt Simmons, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Shannon and Justin. Welcome, guys. That's good to be here. Hey, Matt. Yeah. So evangelism is so easily misunderstood. Even with all of the best intentions, we are so often, we just keep the good news of the gospel to ourselves. So we want to give you, our listeners, some background definitions and just some practical tools and language to help you as you're on mission as a disciple of Christ every day. In your neighborhood, in your school, in your workplace, we are on mission all the time. So today we want to start by trying to define evangelism and talk about the need for evangelism. The Gospel Coalition has a great definition. It says evangelism is proclaiming the gospel, which is the good news about Jesus Christ, which is God's power to save all who believe it and turn from sin to follow him. So for our time today, Shannon, I want to talk about sort of the need for and the nature of evangelism. If you want to jump in and talk to us about what your thoughts are on the need for evangelism in the life of a Christian. Sure. I think before, even before we get there, though, I think it's important to remember um, that that the gospel, what we're sharing with people, um, the Gospel Coalition captures that that idea and the I, and the concept of the good news that it is news that we're proclaiming. It's news that we're sharing. It's news that we're reporting. It's news that we're declaring to others. Uh, it's the news of God saving sinners through the sending of His Son, who would live a perfect sinless life, die as a substitute for our sin and folly and error, rise from the grave and. For all who would place their faith or their confidence in Him, that God is gracious to save. And so that's the news that we're reporting and sharing. And there's a need for us to do that very thing. Um, You know, one of the the pillars of our mission statement as a church, we did not get very creative when it comes to defining why we exist as a congregation. We looked at the Great Commission when Jesus says, "'Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations.'" And a part of making disciples of all nations is seeing men and women born again, seeing them converted, seeing them place their faith in Christ. That's that's a part of the disciple-making process. And so if we're going to be faithful to do that, uh, then a part of that mission is that we are ought to be gospel sharers. And so one of the reasons yeah. we exist is to share the gospel, that good news of Christ's life, death, and resurrection in our place and for our sins. And so there's a, there's a need to share that with others if we're going to see conversion. Uh, because the Bible says, uh, Rome, Paul says in Romans chapter 1, that it's the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation. And so no matter how well we can teach people to parent their children, or no matter how well we can teach people to love and honor their spouses, those are all good and healthy and right things. But without the gospel being at the very center of our lives as Christians, uh, then uh, we're, we, we, can, we can help people to hell um, as good parents and good spouses without ever mm. seeing them come to faith, saving faith in Jesus Christ. I think churches can sometimes slip into uh, periods or seasons in which they see a lack of adult conversions. They may be seeing kids being baptized. Sure, they look more like a social club than like a, a body of Christ. Yes, yes. And so, you know, you might call them a sanctified social club. Yeah. Um, but where maybe in their children's ministry, the, the lessons that are being taught as parents are discipling in the home, um, God is being gracious to awaken the hearts of those young 
boys and girls to yeah. faith in Jesus, and they're being saved, and they're being baptized, and we're celebrating those kinds of things in churches, but sometimes churches, that's all the conversions they see. They're not seeing adults uh, coming to faith in Christ because churches are taking the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection to their neighbors or to their uh, co-workers or to their friends or to family members or to folks on their kids' sports teams. Yeah, uh, They're not building those types of intentional relationships to see the power of God unto salvation shared with yeah. others, the good news of Jesus. And so there's a need for it. Uh, if we're to be a, a, a faithful, if we're to be faithful to our mission as a church and what we believe to be the mission of every church in every generation, in every geographic location, uh, which is the Great Commission. Jesus didn't give multiple commissions. He gives one to the church going forward to make disciples, and a part of that is sharing the gospel. And to be faithful to that mission, we have we, we need to take seriously that responsibility for evangelism. Yeah, and as leaders, we are not saying that in sort of an accusatory way. You know, I think you and I, Shannon, would share the same uh, thought that it's very easy to slip into that. And the two words that come to mind are yeah, comfort and complacency. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's so easy, even for us, as we're trying to preach and lead and cast vision and, and create a culture within our local church that would value the, the heart of evangelism. We, at the same time, find ourselves in the same place, getting comfortable and complacent and not, not sharing the gospel. And when we even started looking at and talking about this episode, I had to ask myself, when was the last time I shared the gospel? And so we're not accusing anybody of, of failing, but rather we're trying to remind ourselves along with the people that we're doing mm -hmm. life with in community here, you know, in, in the context of the local church, that this is important. You know, you see in Romans 10, the heart of Jesus towards evangelism, and it, it's an act of proclamation. And so for, in order for someone to hear the gospel, someone must preach the gospel. So as Christians, we have a responsibility to go out and proclaim the gospel, which is the life the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So when I love how you, when I asked about the need for evangelism, you went straight to the gospel. I love that. And that really is the heart of this. I think we have to remember that. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would agree with you, Matt. I mean, I, even in preparing for this, this episode as well, I've been convicted about um, this reality in my own life. And so, yeah, certainly I'm not saying, Hey, I'm one who gets it right. Um, but I'm, I'm, I struggle through this just like everyone else does. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, um, I, what we're, what we're aiming to do through, you know, the evangelism training that we're conducting this year through raising the temperature for nice evangelism, yeah, raising like the that. temperature for evangelism in our congregation is just trying to remind ourselves that if we're going to be faithful to this mission of sharing the gospel, then we need to be equipped and inspired and step forward and do it. Yeah. So in this podcast, and, and there'll be additional episodes, and then the evangelism training, we're going to talk about ways to equip you, ways that you can take steps in courage and in faith to share the gospel and understand what's actually happening and what this looks like on a practical level. And so as we kind of have established the need now, uh, now, let's talk about the nature of evangelism and kind of the difference between evangelism and what we would call pre-evangelism. What's what's the distinction there? What's going on big picture-wise when you think about this, Shannon? Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I think about the work of evangelism, I think uh, there are certain activities that are certainly um, leading toward the sharing of the gospel, but they are not the actual 
reporting, declaring, proclaiming of the gospel itself. And so we might call those things pre-evangelistic activities. And so to give you some examples of what some of those things might be, you know, if you went out and and had an elderly neighbor and you rake the leaves in their yard or you cut their lawn or you fertilize their lawn for them or you take care of certain needs around their home and you're serving others in Jesus' name or uh, someone's house burns to the ground and yeah. you collect money and clothes and 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 cookware and all the things that someone needs to begin to rebuild their life. Uh, that may be a pre-evangelistic activity by loving yeah. them and serving them in compassion in Jesus' name, but that may not be, you may not share the gospel with them. And so yeah. we wouldn't classify that as evangelism. That's more pre-evangelism, serving others in Jesus' name. Um, another type of a pre-evangelistic activity might be sharing your testimony. Um, might be telling the story of how you came to faith in Christ. You know, you could share with someone about uh, the the brokenness that you experienced and the ways that God met you in that and, and healing. You could give testimony to God's goodness and God's grace and the the mercy and majesty of God and the way that He's shown up and significant moments in your life and comforted you in your grief, and you could share all of those good things, which is a good and right thing to do, um, but it's not necessarily sharing the gospel with someone, and yeah. so we might consider that to be a pre-evangelistic activity. A third thing you might think of when it comes to pre-evangelistic activity would be inviting someone to church, um, which is a good and right thing to do as well, and we hope people would, um, but just merely extending an invitation to church is not necessarily sharing the gospel with them. Yeah. Now, we would hope that whenever they come to church, they would hear the good news proclaimed from the pulpit and sung through the songs and prayed through the prayers and um, come to understand that God has re- has made a way for them to be reconciled to Himself through, the, through His Son, Jesus. But just extending an invitation to church is not evangelism. Uh, offering to pray for people is a pre-evangelistic activity. And so if you have somebody in your neighborhood who's going through a rough time or just just saying, hey, how can I pray for you? Because there's a lot of people, whether they're Christians, atheists, Hindus, uh, Buddhists, all different world coming people coming from all different worldview perspectives who are open to someone saying, hey, how can I pray for you? Yeah. And offering prayer for them. Uh, but that's not necessarily evangelism. That's more of a pre-evangelistic type of activity. Um, yeah, if I can jump in real quick. These are all good and right things yes. that we should absolutely be doing. It absolutely will be the gateway, more likely than not, to be the thing that creates the opportunity to share the gospel to get to that point. But along, along what you were just saying, I haven't read about this recently or had a conversation recently uh, about how there are miracles in other religions as well. Mm-hmm. And so miracles are not evangelism. Yeah. They are not the gospel. Yeah. Uh, a miracle may be performed, uh, a healing or, or whatever, but if it doesn't get you to the place where you can share the gospel, which is the life, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ alone, then it's not the gospel. It's still falling short. And so mm-hmm. it's important that we remember that, that. So I would, I would probably categorize these pre evangelistic activities as evangelism, as long as they're paired with actual sharing of the gospel. Sure. When you get to that point. And so, uh, sure. But so if yeah. you, if you leave those in isolation from the sharing of the gospel right. then they're not evangelism, they're, I would, yeah, they're missed they're, opportunities yeah, at that point. Yeah. And so, you know, to, to, to put it maybe even, even more clearly, you know, if I share testimony about, if someone shares testimony about how, when 
they they came to faith in Christ that their marriage got better and their 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 relationship with their parents or their children was redeemed and restored and those things and 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 that's that's all they share with someone then it leaves the impression well if if I if I start going to church or I I start reading the Bible or get right with God somehow then all this will be mine as well and that's more of a right. a soft pitch prosperity gospel than it is the actual good news of yeah. Jesus Christ yeah. living in our place and dying for our sins um, I mean you can even give folks good counsel or advice from scripture um, and never share the gospel with them um, and so there's I just want to distinguish between those pre-evangelistic activities, which are, as we've said, good, right things to do. I hope you invite people to church. I hope you share testimony about what God's doing in your life. I hope uh, that you serve others in Jesus' name. I hope that you offer to pray for others who are going through difficult seasons. I hope you give uh, God all the credit for the things that He's done in your life. But I hope that would lead to the sharing of mm. who God is mm-hmm. and revealed himself to be in Jesus Christ. Yeah, don't miss that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, and so we can talk about those pre-evangelistic opportunities, but then uh, evangelism, very simply, is the sharing of the gospel with someone. And so it's moving from talking about how good God has been to us um, in maybe personal, circumstantial ways to more how good God has been to us in cosmic ways, in salvific ways of sending His Son. And so when it comes to evangelism, we ought to do all these things to plant seeds uh, and continue even to water seeds. But without the sharing of the gospel, uh, there is no power of God unto salvation. So I think it's important to remember, too, that when you get an opportunity whether it's one that you've created through pre-evangelistic activity that we just talked about, or the Lord has provided an opportunity for you to share the gospel, you share the gospel, and let's say that leads to a conversion to the glory of God by his own power, that that is not the end, that's not a notch in our belt, but rather a doorway to discipleship with a new believer, a new brother, a new sister in Christ, that now we're entering into long season with of an opportunity on both ends to confess sin, to grow in uh, maturity in Christ, and then to encourage one another to go on back into the field on mission to share and proclaim the gospel again and again and again to the ends of the earth as we're commanded to do so in Scripture. Yeah, so it has a multiplying effect, right? Yeah. And I think it's important um, to realize as well that the results of us sharing the good news um, it's easy to see the results of serving someone in Jesus' name. Their yard's clean, or their 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 grocery, their pantry's full. You know those yeah. types of things. Some of us are gifted um, to do those things specifically. Absolutely. Um, but the results of evangelism, of us sharing the gospel, is not up to us. Um, that's ultimately the power of the Holy Spirit that either opens blind eyes and lifts the veil off of hardened hearts, uh, or doesn't in that moment. And so. Um, we continue to plant seed, we continue to water seed, and God will be gracious at some point to give us an opportunity to be a part of that harvest as the Holy Spirit does His work, but it's His work to do. Yeah. So for our listeners, I want to thank you for listening today and helping us answer the question of what is evangelism and the need for it. So join us next time as we talk about 
what it means to engage in spiritual conversations in the context of evangelism, and how, in a practical way, can you bring up the gospel, share the gospel, and why we should be sharing the gospel in those conversations. We'll see you next time. 